Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tired. You're huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Mojo Five O. I may not have a license to kill, but liberalism dies a little every time I pull the trigger on it. This is a conservative's perspective. Hey everybody, James Bostic here. A conservative's perspective on the Mojo 5.0 radio network, mojo50.com. If you aren't listening... For heaven's sakes, man. You should be, because it's the very best in libertarian and conservative talk radio. Mojo50.com. We do it here in a recorded version, which is on at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Sundays. If you're listening now, hey, it's great to have you here. And thank you so very much for joining us. We also have live versions of the program that have been kind of sporadic at best in the last couple of months. But we're coming out of that and getting ready to reacquire and and move forward. And we do that on blogtalkradio.com. No, yeah. Yeah, blogtalkradio.com. You go go to blog... I'm sorry. You go to blogtalkradio.com and then you type in Patriot Nation Radio and you're going to find a conservative perspective there uh, either Monday or Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and then definitely Thursdays uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, back-to-back with Mark Hoffman of Patriot Nation Radio Live. Also, we have the American Allegiance Program with host Kevin White, and he is killing it, absolutely killing it. So, Joe Biden. Let's talk about that crazy bitch for a minute, okay? Um, <laughs> I really, I'm sorry, can you say crazy on the radio? Um, Hold on, man. I haven't got all my equipment squared away. There's usually a certain... I don't know what you want to call it. Feng Shui here when uh, I go to microphone and didn't really have it all quite set up. It's Saturday night for one reason uh, here in the Mountain State. I'm going to go ahead and do this a little early. Ordinarily, I do it on Sunday morning to get the freshest of the news for the news and commentary freshness that you expect on a news and commentary program so we're checking things out but there are other things here i have to have uh something to drink because quite frankly all this talking makes a man thirsty and just certain show prep devices and tech that i gotta have um like the pause button which i'm getting ready to employ right now okay anyway where were we uh joe biden uh, doubling down on his uh, his Emperor Palpatine speech from about a month or so ago. <sighs> That's all they have. I mean, <sighs> fear-mongering and division are, are, you know, that's that's the Democrat jam. That's the left-wing jam these days. 
and they're really good at it. But so much of it is projection, if you know what I mean. And and for you Psych 101 people, projection basically is doing the terrible things that you accuse your adversaries of doing, your political enemies. So in this case, you know, all the stuff they're talking about is threat to the MAGA people and Donald Trump threats to democracy where Nazis were goose-stepping SOBs ready to kill everybody. Uh, It's just crazy stuff. And it's like, you know, you've heard about the big lie. Goebbels talked about the big lie. And, And Hitler talked about the big lie in that you tell a lie. And it's a whopper. But you stick to it, and you keep telling it over and over and over again, and people begin to believe it is the truth. And I think a lot of the folks on the left, they've you know they've been calling us Nazis, they've been calling us fascists, they've been calling us all these things for so long. They have begun to believe it. I don't think they believed it when they started out. It was just rhetoric. It was just uh, hyperbole, pejorative. But I think now they. They've they've said it so much in their desperation to convince everybody else of that that they wound up believing it themselves. I don't know if they banked on that or not, but I think they do. Anyway, Tucker Carlson, as usual, has terrific commentary on this, and I'm just going to turn it over to him. we got about 10 minutes of it. It's terrific. You need to listen to it. If you didn't hear Tucker the other night, uh, recap in this thing. It's well worth to listen to, and I know there are times when this program can be clip heavy, and I understand that. I own that, and while I'm not going to apologize for it, I will ex- try to explain it. My philosophy is it's better for you guys to hear whoever it is saying whatever they say directly than to have me sort of half-ass paraphrasing it. So, without any further ado, a couple nights back, here's Tucker Carlson. If you're an American, you probably assume there's only one kind of democracy, the kind that you grew up with. That would be the democracy where citizens govern themselves through elected representatives chosen in free and fair elections by secret ballot. In that kind of democracy, you get to elect anyone you want because it's your government. The country belongs to you, its citizens. That's traditional American democracy. It exists to serve you. But that's not the only kind of democracy. There's also the Soviet version of democracy. Same word, but very different definition. The Bolsheviks took power in Russia in 1917 by promising a lot more democracy. The country they created, the Soviet Union, became the most oppressive police state in history. Yet it was, you should know, a democracy. That's what they called it. East Germany was a democracy too. So was North Vietnam. So was Ethiopia under Mengistu. So was Albania under the madman Enver Hoxha. Democracies all. In his very first speech as leader of North Korea in 1946, Kim Il-sung described the total destruction of any opposition to his rule, the killing of his political opponents, as, quote, democratic reforms. Almost 80 years later, his grandson, Kim Jong-un, continues to run North Korea as a democracy, a Soviet-style democracy. So again, they're using a very different definition of the word. In their version of democracy, all decisions are made by a shadowy oligarchy, usually fronted by a strongman. Elections still take place, but the point isn't to find out what the population thinks or wants. The point is to lend an aura of legitimacy to the criminals already in charge. Here's Joseph Stalin himself bragging about the results of the 1937 Soviet election 
in which his party won roughly 99.4% support. 89 million votes to 562,000 votes for the other guys, whoever they were. Our elections, Stalin went on to say, are the only really free and really democratic elections in the whole world. At the moment Stalin spoke those words, he was busy murdering more than a million of his own citizens for political crimes in what became known as the Great Purge. Across the ocean here in the U.S., it was clear even at the time what was happening in the Soviet Union. Some of Stalin's show trials were public, and they were obviously totalitarian. But the American left supported Stalin anyway. That includes some of our country's most famous intellectuals and celebrities and journalists. The New York Times was all in. This turned out to be the version of democracy they supported, Stalin's version. Why are we telling you all this? Well, because you're hearing a lot about democracy lately, so it's important to understand which version they're talking about. Joe Biden gave a speech about democracy last night. Here's part of what he said. There's something else at stake. Democracy itself. I'm not the only one who sees it. We must vote knowing what's at stake and not just the policy of the moment, but institutions that have held us together as we sought a more perfect union are also at stake. We must vote knowing who we have been, what we're at risk of becoming. This is the struggle we're now in, a struggle for democracy, a struggle for decency and dignity, a struggle for prosperity and progress, a struggle for the very soul of America itself. Make no mistake, democracy is in the ballot for all of us. Democracy is on the ballot, says Joe Biden. No, Joe Biden, the names of candidates are on the ballot. Democracy is not on the ballot because democracy is not determined by the outcome of an election. Democracy is the election itself. Democracy is the process by which citizens choose how they will be governed according to their own desires. That's their choice. It's not yours. But Joe Biden is telling you the opposite, and you should know that. He's telling you that unless you arrive at a very specific outcome, the very outcome he commands you to arrive at, the system itself is illegitimate. We control the system. We have a moral right to control the system. Therefore, if we lose control of the system, the system itself can no longer exist. This is a dramatic misreading of what American democracy is. In American democracy, the people who control the system only have a right to control that system to the extent the public grants them that right through voting. What Biden is describing is the Soviet version of democracy, where elections exist to ratify the status quo, to bolster the cabal already in power. That's effectively what the Democratic Party is saying out loud now. Here's Barack Obama. I, I understand that democracy might not seem like a top priority right now, but we have seen throughout history, and we see right now around the world what happens when you give up on democracy. You can see it in countries where the government tells you what books you can and cannot read. Countries where if you dissent, you get put into jail. Countries where reporters are silenced. Oh, he's slick. 
But it's hard to believe he really means that. Quote, I understand that democracy might not seem like a top priority right now, said Barack Obama. Really? The opposite is so obviously true. Democracy is very much a top priority for so many Americans this November. And that's why you're seeing record turnout in these midterm elections. Because voters are using the only power they have, their ballots in our democracy, to punish their reckless and incompetent leaders and replace them with somebody else. So what you are seeing unmistakably is democracy in action. That would be very obvious to anyone who believes that democracy means representation. But to those who believe that democracy means supporting the Democratic Party, no matter what it does, to those people, this moment has a very different feel. This moment feels like an emergency. A rejection of Joe Biden's party from their perspective is the end of the system itself. And they clearly believe that. They mean it. That's why the Biden administration has spent the last two years destroying the two prerequisites for American democracy. Those would be free speech and the rule of law. It's why they've silenced disobedient reporters. It's why they put their political opponents in jail. It's why FBI agents with automatic rifles dragged Christians from their homes for the crime of praying in abortion clinics. It's why nonviolent protesters remain in jail tonight for daring to walk into what used to be called the People's House. Because as far as the Democratic Party is concerned, that house no longer belongs to the people. It belongs to the party, along with the entire U.S. government and the nation itself. That's how they think. If you really believe that you had a moral right to govern forever, and they really do believe that, you would see elections very differently. You wouldn't view the loss of a midterm cycle as the usual healthy rebalancing of American politics. Too far in one direction, swing back toward the other side. The kind of thing that has happened countless times in our, yes, democracy. That's what's supposed to happen. But you wouldn't see that. You'd see the loss of your own political power as the loss of everything, as the total destruction of the system itself, the beginning of the dark ages. If you believe that, you might be hysterical. And they are. Watch. Democracy is at stake in this election, Nevada. He made it clear that democracy is at stake this November. Democracy is at stake this November. Democracy is at stake. Our democracy is at stake. The future of our democracy is at stake. We all know democracy is at stake. This is the most important election uh, coming up because democracy is at stake. Nothing less than the future of democracy is at stake. Really? It's nonsensical to Americans, most of them, because isn't this democracy? Dissatisfied with one thing, we're choosing another? Isn't that our most basic right? No, not according to the people you just saw. And keep in mind, those weren't just talking points you heard. The people mouthing those words believe them sincerely, every one of them, and they're emotional about it. Because if the Democratic Party goes, so do they. The party is the only power they have. Once that party has been rejected, they will be nothing but what they already are, sad middle-aged mediocrities with tragic personal lives and nothing interesting to say. So everything is on the line for them. They can't lose. And because they can't lose, they're now getting explicit about what if. Here's Ron Klain, Joe Biden's all-powerful chief of staff, issuing an explicit threat to anyone who might be thinking of voting the wrong way next Tuesday. 
the president decided a few days ago that it was important to uh, uh, issue one final warning on this issue to make very clear, to leave no doubt, uh, that we have people out there still peddling the big lie. People uh, uh, now raising the issue of election denial in this election. One final warning? One final warning? Really? Who do you think you're talking to, Ron Klain? Illiterate villagers? We're Americans. We are free people. You don't get to warn us of anything, much less for the last time. This is your final warning. Yeah, don't think so. You don't get to say that, Ron Klain. You don't get to say anything like that ever. Because this is a democracy, an American democracy, not a Soviet democracy. In our system, you don't get to issue orders to the rest of us on the eve of an election. No, you beg for our consent because our consent is the only legitimacy you have. This is our government. It's not yours. You are the servant. We are the boss. Act like it. We're we're days away, literally days away. Today, like I said, as we go to microphone here, it's uh, Saturday night. Saturday night in the Mountain State, and Tuesday, the midterms strike. It, it'll be time. And all over the place, you're hearing all these folks are talking about this red wave, and they've been talking about it for a while. There's a red wave coming, and you know November's coming, and the timpani drums beat ominously. And, okay, that's great. And I am down with that. I'm, I'm there, man. I'm going to get up early on Tuesday, and I'm going to cast my votes, and I am voting for Republicans all the way. That being said, here's the problem. If you're going to vote people like Mitch McConnell back in, if you're going to vote for people like Paul Ryan was or like John Boehner, again, Mitch McConnell and these types, you're wasting your time because nothing's going to change. It's not going to get better. George Wallace said, you take a dozen Democrats and a dozen Republicans from Washington, D.C., and you put them in a bag, and you shake it up, and you close your eyes, and you reach in there, and you pull one of them out by the scruff of the neck. It's not going to matter, Republican or Democrat, because there's not a dime's worth of difference between either of them. And that's very true in a lot of cases. Republican, Democrat, both. You get a lot of career politicians in there who start out working for a constituency, but then that constituency changes. It narrows. It it shrinks to themselves and their pals and their family. Case in point, Joe Biden. Look at the Biden crime family, for God's sakes. Has anybody seen My Son Hunter? Haven't seen it yet. Going to watch it uh, coming up over probably Thanksgiving break. Uh, that's coming up here in a couple of weeks. And believe you me, I'm in the school business, and I'm ready. I'm totally ready. Having a great year, but I'm ready. There's a lot of ups and downs here to the start with the school year. Not necessarily school-related, but but affecting uh, that, whole, that whole microcosm nonetheless. Anyway... That's what happens. Warren Hatch said that it was impossible to go to Washington and return an honest man. Harry Truman said it was impossible for an honest man to get rich in politics. And I would say that both of those guys were spot on in what they were saying. So what's going to happen? November's coming. All right, November's here. Boom, boom, boom. And we vote. And these guys 
that we vote for, what's going to happen if they just start doing the same thing? What if we're just we're changing the faces, but everything else stays the same? Hail to the new boss. Same as the old boss. We don't want that. We can't have that. And it's gotten to the point to where citizens can no longer be on automatic pilot and just trust that what the guy on TV is telling us is the truth when he says all the great things he's going to do for the people in his district. What's fantastic, dude. Awesome. Get at it. But what happens when they don't? What do we do? What recourse do we have? We've already voted them in. Well, we can vote them back out. But what do we do in the meantime? You have to kick their ass. Dave Webb said it. You got to kick their ass to make sure they do what we want them to do. All right, the reason they got put in office, all right, the reason they got elected was because they told us the things that we, you know, that, that, that we wanted to hear, okay, and a lot of them do that. But, no, they told us the things that they wanted to do to benefit their constituency, what they wanted to do for the people. And with enough people, that resonates, okay? And if enough people like what this guy says he's going to do, they're going to vote for him. And if enough people vote for him, then he gets elected. Okay, then what? What then? What then? What do we do? He starts slacking. He starts giving excuses. We have to, we, we have to keep the pressure on them. We can't let them... Stagnate. There's a lot of money in Washington. Lots and lots and lots of money. And a lot of these guys are really easily bought. And we have to watch that. We have to watch who they associate with. Not only on a local level. Okay, we have to do the same thing with the people on our boards of education, on our county commissions, on our city councils, at our state houses of legislature. Who are they running around with? Who do they spend their time with? Who spends on them? And if we don't like what we see, we have to take steps to correct it. What does that mean? Hell, I don't know. Like I said, people make noise about term limits, and to a certain extent, I can understand the logic, and I see that. But at the same time, the question begs, well, hell, you voted them in, vote them back out. And we can. We totally can. But will we? Because it's going to take some stones. It's going to take people standing at some point and saying, hey, this far, no further. Not another step further. And we do what we have to do to fix it, what we have to do to change it, what we have to do to make it right, to make those necessary course corrections. Excuse me. Course corrections. How How does that happen? Vigilance, the informed and disseminating electorate. Okay, it's not enough to vote these guys in and just sit back thinking, okay, well, that's all the work for me today. We're done. He's in there. We'll just sit back and wait for the good things to happen. No, we got to watch. He may try, he may not. He may come up with lame ass excuses. We got to find out. And whatever it is, we hold their feet to the fire to get done what they said they were going to do or we get them out of there. We put in somebody else. 
And if that doesn't work, and we just keep going through till we find what we need, what works. I don't know how I don't know how realistic that is, but that's the only thing we can do. Joe Biden and those people are insane. Okay, they're nuts. They're left-wing kooks. They don't care about this country. They don't care about you. They never cared about you. They never cared about us. They don't even care about their own supporters. They use them only because they see them as a voting block. They see them as votes. They don't even see them as human beings. These people are bereft of humanity. And that's obvious to anyone. Look at their abortion, look at their position on abortion. Look at their position on transgenderism. It, 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 it's sick. It's sadistic. It's cruel. It's all the things they accuse us of being. It's evil. It's villainous. Oh, God. Oh, well, where are we at? Okay, well, we're down to the last moments, minute of the program here. Um, I'm not exactly sure what we're going to talk about on the other side. Like I said, the election's coming up. There are a lot of close races. And again, everybody's screaming about the great red wave that's coming, the tsunami, the hurricane, the monsoon, the butt whooping. And I hope that that's the case. But at the same time, I kind of remain somewhat skeptical. But we'll be talking about that and so much more here in just a couple of minutes on the other side with more of a conservative perspective right here on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. Back in a minute. You want to wake up refreshed like you slept on a cloud. Get yourself the very best in bedding supplies today. You deserve it. Go to MyPillow.com and don't forget our very special promo code, Mojo50, for incredible savings. It's original. It's bold. It's patriotic. It's American. It's American pride. It's American Pride Roasters Coffee. Historically, great coffee. AmericanPrideRoasters.com Reality? No thanks. Abnormal reality? Yes, please. Abnormal realities with Rocky Stucci and Ron Phillips. Uh, the best advice I can give anybody, do not wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning yeah. and add a big-ass <laughs> bowl of cereal. Why, Rocky? Why should you not wake up at 3 in the morning and eat a big-ass bowl of Cocoa Puffs? Because I took a selfie of me sitting on the toilet today for a half an hour to Brother Filippio. What the oh, hell are you doing awake I woke at 3 a.m., I was dreaming about cereal or something, and I woke up, and I was on him. I got up, and yeah, I went... Yeah, he did. Unfortunately. And it was weird. It's like it had its own language because... Wait, what did? My ass had a whole different language. It's like it's like I even uh, understood some of it. It that's, was weird. That's a paranormal shit right there. Abnormal realities. Every weeknight, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's Stucci. I'm coming for your butthole. Tore it up, and then it tore you up. What? Didn't see you there. I was busy eating this delicious meal from preparewithmojo50.com. You look hungry. Do you want some? Of course you do. 
Get your own. You can go to preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. You can't have mine.
This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 5. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.